say Africa must wake up the sleeping sons of Jacob for what tomorrow may bring may our dynasty on the morning bliss can you tell me young ones who are we today so this morning on our dynasty we are still commemorating black history month so we are reminding each other of events that happened in our continent in the diaspora specifically looking at what happened 30th of January 1981. I was not born then, but I, I do know the history that uh, the South African Defense Force um, raided a safe house. Um, that was, well, that was the apartheid South African Defense Force. I need to be very specific there. Um, that was used by the African National Congress in Matola. And uh, subsequent to the raid, 12 members of uh, the ANC's military wing, Umkonto Wesizwe, and one Mozambican national were killed instantly. Now, this was was a, a, a very sad and tragic you know, event. However, it was an event that uh, spurred the then president of uh, Mozambique um, to commemorate the 14th of February the following year, 1982, President Samara Michel and declare it um, the day that should be uh, dedicated to deepening friendship between the people of Mozambique and the oppressed people of South Africa. This was back in 1981 and the commemoration uh, was done in 1982. There's uh, been um, an event to commemorate this day, the 42nd uh, Matola Raid in Maputo. Uh, 42nd commemoration in Freedom Park. We are joined by the head of Department of Corporate Service at Freedom Park, Consul uh, Tlelane, who's going to tell us more about this day and its significance to us as Africans. Consul, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Uh, good morning, my sister, and good morning to the listeners. Our history as Africans is marred with a lot of um, bloodshed. And sometimes this bloodshed should be leading us to a point where we are we are forging better relations. There's better uh, cooperation and uh, there's a social cohesion. We speak these big words, but do we really act them out? Do we really act them out with the understanding of why they are so important? Well, uh, firstly, I really love your introduction and positioning it as part of the Black History Month that is not only uh, that was originated by our Black American brothers and sisters, but it is now an international movement, so to say. Um, coming back to your question, um, in fact, one of the things that uh, one of the speakers observed yesterday was that post-independence and in our current days, uh, notions of solidarity seem to be no longer as strong as they used to be during the days of the struggle for independence, uh, days of struggle against colonialism. And he urged um, the audience to relook into that notion or notions of solidarity for us to depend them. So we can say that uh, somehow 
times have changed and there are emerging um, tendencies of nations looking rather at themselves rather than looking at a pan-African unity uh, movement or thrust. And that is what um, days like commemorating the Madola raid uh, call us to, to have a relook and a review, but most importantly, a recommitment to regional, uh, continental, and international solidarity of humanity against any form of oppression and exploitation. But in our days, more importantly, to look at how humanity may garner its uh, collective forces for the development of everyone against uh, poverty, against exploitation, and against uh, discrimination wherever these tendencies may rear their heads. So uh, it is a reflection, but also it must be accompanied by recommitment uh, of, uh, of some sort, looking into the current challenges that we are facing as humanity. Now, it's a, what happened in Matola in 1981, very, very sad. Um, maybe take our A-teamers through that, um, educate them about what happened uh, and then also bring us to the significance of us commemorating it 42 years later. So what happened is that uh, we would remember that um, the liberation movement in all its expressions was banned. Um, we had many people living in exile throughout the continent. Of course, most of them were concentrated in Southern African countries. And Southern African countries that had gained independent at the time, uh, countries like uh, Mozambique, countries like Zambia, uh, countries like Tanzania, uh, to mention just a few, had offered um, refuge uh, to South African exile. And that refuge was in different forms. Uh, you would know, for instance, in Tanzania, it was mainly in the form of uh, the Solomon Machiangu uh, College that is uh, still famous, at least in the memory of those who still remember. Uh, you would know that in Zambia, it was mainly exile uh, in countries like Angola, uh, they went even further to offering military training camps to the guerrilla movements of the liberation movement in this particular case, uh, Umkonto Wesizwe. Now, in uh, Mozambique, there were no training camps per se, but there were South African exiles who were living in there. In the case of Matola, there were safe houses that were, if you like, transit houses for um, the exiles linked to the ANC, some of them being uh, militants of its military wing, Umkonto Wesizwe. 
So the apartheid government surely, uh, with its intelligence network, got to identify these houses. So these were not military camps. They were houses. And uh, like uh, you have indicated, we are in Maputo now, we're at Matola, in the vicinity of the suburb. Matola is on the outskirts of um, Mozambique. It's a residential area. So on the night of the 30th January 1981, as you indicated in your um, introduction, a special battalion or commando of the SADF at the time went on to raid and they went on to kill uh, those who were in the houses. Um, their, their mission was very clear on their side. It was to annihilate those who were there. Uh, instantly, 12 militants of Umkonto Osiso and one uh, Mozambican national were killed. The uh, other person, the 13th person on the South African side, succumbed to his injuries later in June of the same year. And later on, uh, after 1994, when the TRC set, it was then revealed uh, by Flag Plus operatives. Uh, Flag Plus is a notorious camp that was run by the SAPS special branch uh, that was known to abduct um, uh, activists and kill them there. It was later revealed that two other uh, were abducted, who at the time, it was not known where they had disappeared into. Um, at the time, uh, some thought that they had disappeared uh, and maybe were lying low. There was always an, a suspicion that they had been abducted, uh, abducted, and it was later indeed confirmed that they had been abducted, and they were killed at Flag Plus. That means that the total tally uh, is 15 uh, South Africans and then one uh, Mozambican. So that is what exactly happened uh, on that day. Uh, it was a massacre. It was a cowardly act, uh, but also the other thing is that it was a turning point, if you like. It was an escalation on the one hand, where the apartheid regime was uh, demonstrating its uh, brutality, but also uh, analysts of political events will tell you that when an oppressive regime goes to such an extent, it also shows that they are starting to panic on them, uh, on their own, and it shows that the center is not holding. Uh, so, whereas it was an escalation, it was also a demonstration of the desperation of the regime at the time. And desperate regimes usually are the most brutal uh, regimes, and that is what uh, the main speaker yesterday, because we had a three-part program. The first one was to visit the graves of these fallen heroes at the local cemetery. The 
second uh, part of the event was to go to the monument, the Matola Raid Monument, which is in the area where the raid took place. And the third one was to have a lecture at Eduardo Mangani University. Now, at the, at, in all these instances, uh, some of the family members had been invited, those that we have been able to, to trace, uh, as it is now the annual um, practice to go along with them so that because we cannot have this commemoration without families, they are very critical and central to the commemoration. Now, at the lecture, uh, Paolo Jordan, uh, who is very much known to South Africans, is an uh, academic uh, intellectual uh, of the liberation movement, a former cabinet minister, pointed out and drew the links between uh, such raids as Matola, such raids as it happened in Maseru, it happened in Harare, it happened uh, in Botswana, just to mention a few. And he drew a link between that and what is happening at the moment in Palestine to, so, to say that uh, such brutality would happen to people where oppressive regimes are desperate and they become much more brutal. And uh, just to conclude the point, you'd know that uh, five years later or four years later in 1985, international banks uh, refused to uh, extend the credit line to the South African government at the time. And towards the end of uh, the 80s, there were now much more clear signs that the apartheid regime uh, wanted to negotiate, which means that they were uh, now realizing that they couldn't uh, rule South Africa in the same way uh, that they had ruled it. So that is very much the significance of Matola. It was brutality that was a turning point in and of itself. It was a sign of desperation, uh, but a brutal desperation at that. Consul, now Freedom Park um, has the mandate to ensure that we remember our history, uh, we commemorate our history and we learn from it and also to bring social cohesion to our communities. How did this day, how was this day celebrated or commemorated rather? Yes, uh, you're very much right. That is uh, the the core mission of Freedom Park to ensure that the memory uh, of those who gave their lives uh, to the liberation struggle, whether they perished in that or some of them um, died a natural uh, death. So what we do is that uh, we uh, continuously look back at individuals uh, who made a contribution across the spectrum. Uh, and it starts off with the pre-colonial era, the, the, the also of resistance against colonialism up until uh, to the liberation struggle. In order that as a nation, as a people, we remember those who contributed to our struggle. And this is not only limited to South Africans. It also includes 
uh, other nationals. You just to illustrate the point, you have uh, people across the the region, Southern Africa, who made a, a direct contribution in the liberation struggle. Uh, for South Africa, you have people beyond our region in the continent and also beyond our uh, our continent, uh, such uh, people as the Cubans, for instance, who fought in Angola, who fought in the battle for Kuwait Kwanavale. In fact, um, later on in March, we will be uh, commemorating the battle of Kuwait Kwanavale, where the Cubans who gave their lives in that battle, a battle that was another turning point. In fact, many scholars argue that Cueto Carnavale had a direct impact in the independence of Namibia in 1989. You have Russians uh, who were part of the battle against um, the, the, the rebels in uh, Angola and propelled our own liberation. So we do that by one, inscribing the names of those who made these kind of contributions in the wall of names. But also we do that by highlighting some of the most significant um, um, uh, moments, such as Matola, such as Kuwato Kwanavale, Shafdil Massacre, uh, June 16, and so on and so forth. So that is how we keep the memory, but also... Well, we, we have to them. wrap it there, uh, Consul. Okay. Um, thank you so very much. You've elaborated at great length as to the work that you're doing and the significance of commemorating all these days um, of our history so that we come together by remembering where we come from, and where we are and where we need to go. We really commend the great work that you're doing at Freedom Park, you and your team, Consul. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for the opportunity, my sister, and to the listeners.